What's up, everybody? It's Luke Thomas, Monday Morning Analyst, Monday, August 15th, 2016. Welcome. This is the long-awaited uh, podcast for a breakdown. UFC 200, Aldo versus Edgar. There were no fights over the weekend. I promised you I would get this, and so now I have it. And I feel like I finally got it. You know, I want to make a quick note about this because we're going to get to all the slides here, and there are many of them, so I want to rifle through them as fast as I can. But, you know, I usually I do these on the Sunday or the Monday after uh, an event, usually the Monday after, hence the name, right? Um, I, I, I always go back and I watch the fights later. I'm always like, ah, I missed something. It, it's just hard to do um, in that short amount of window, at least for me. I'm not a fighter, so um, I'm going to miss stuff. I always say I'm going to miss stuff, and I really am going to miss stuff in that short window. But, you know, one of the things that's great about BJJ Scout, who is just a tremendous uh, analyst, and guys like Jack Slack and other ones, but one of the things that, like, BJJ Scout specializes in is he takes time away and builds this huge catalog of evidence to look at as someone's growth develops, as their patterns emerge and change over time, these sort of longitudinal views of someone's technique. The little bit of time I had, the space away from 200, it allowed me to make sure I got it right, because this is one of those fights where you need to get it right. Aldo versus Edgar, I mean, you always need to get it right, but you really need to get it right with these two guys. And it took me about a billion viewings to figure out exactly what was going on, but I think I, I think I got it. I'm, pre, I'm, I'm, knock on wood. I'm, I'm pretty confident about it. So I hope you guys like it. I'm really excited about today's episode. I know it's late, but I'd rather it be correct and late than on time and just not that great, which sometimes it can be, and I, and I don't want that this time. So um, here we are, Aldo versus Edgar. You'll see that as, and I'll explain this in just a second. As the slides go on, there's less and less of them because the story of this fight was really written kind of early. Um, but to me, this is a marvelous performance from Jose Aldo. I don't know what that means for a future fight between Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor, which we'll discuss in the third segment, but uh, to some extent, but um, in this one, it was it was Aldo being just virtually untouchable. This is him winning three sets and losing maybe a couple of games along the way, like 6-1, 6-0, 6-1, something like that, right? Just an incredibly dominant performance because what you're going to see here is he knows Frankie's game just as well as Frankie knows his own game. And when you do that, when you have someone like that who I think is stronger physically and more athletic, what can you really do? So let's do it now. Without further ado, UFC 200, Aldo versus Edgar 2. Why did Jose Aldo win? Let's take a look. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go round by round. And there's a few things you're going to see. You're going to see that I have more frames in round one than I do in round two. I have more frames than I do in round two than three and so forth for rounds four and five. I have, I think, only 20 slides for round five. It's not that nothing happened in round two, three, four, and five as much as round one. But what you're going to find is the story of this fight is written basically in the first two at the worst three rounds. That's really where everything takes place. Everything in rounds four and five... There are some adjustments you'll see that Frankie Edgar makes, but not really. At that point, you don't even have to watch rounds four and five, and you can at least understand why Aldo won. That's the first thing I want to say, right? So it might be a little bit dense up front, less as we move on. I want to keep this as concise as I can. Here's a few factors to consider about round one. Um, number one, obviously, the cardio for Aldo is at his best, so he's a lot more defensively responsible in the first round. You're going to see that in rounds four. Aldo kind of took round four off, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Here's my point. This is basically the big picture. You know, I watched this fight, I can't tell you how many times before I thought I figured it out. Here is essentially what you're looking for. I sort of examined what weapons both guys were using in this contest. And that essentially told me the story of the fight as I sort of worked backwards. What you're looking to see is, 
Jose Aldo, for the most part, tried to maintain center control, although there were some key portions where he was rotating on the outside. But if he was rotating on the outside or he was in the center, what he was trying to do was stop Edgar's leftward motion. Now, I don't mean swaying inside to that way necessarily. There was a lot of side-to-side motion as he would circle on the outside. What I mean is, once they basically got in front of each other, Edgar doesn't really have a jab, at least not against Jose Aldo. Aldo is way too quick. You'll notice this so often. He is so fleet of foot. He can get out of the way so quick, even just reactive leans, or uh, you'll see something else he does here in a minute, but he just gets out of the way. He would pop his own jab a little bit too. It's not like Aldo had a, b- a big jab, but here's the point. What, Aldo, what, what, what Edgar was trying to do the whole time is flash one side, the left side, so he could step and then make a lane for his right hand. That's what you see over and over and over again, and it doesn't really work. Of course, a few times it lands, a few times even Edgar gets in a jab or two. But that's really what this all came down to, was how much Edgar could find a lane for his right hand. If you think about it, and I'm facing up on you this way, if I punch straight, my left hand's in the best position. If I move slightly, let's say this is your head, right? If I move slightly, now I've got an angle for this right hand. That's what he was trying to do, and Aldo assiduously denied him this, either through counters with a right hand as he kind of stepped, either by a jab catching him in space. Again, these are both things that are really speed and explosive speed dependent, but he could do. Or he would duck to his left side and then pivot and circle out on his, he would pivot on his front left foot and circle out with his back right foot. You see that a lot. We'll show that a lot. He would throw the right knee to the body. I went back and I watched this fight and I kept asking myself, why is he only throwing the right knee to the body? He never throws one time the left knee to the body. The reason why is because that's the check as Edgar tries to create a lane. That's it every single time. That's what he's doing. That's what this whole fight comes down to. Now, there's more to it. We're going to watch it here. But that is the big picture that we're trying to get a a sense of. Edgar was trying to create multiple strike combinations, but he really didn't have a left hand. He had a left hook occasionally, but he didn't really have a jab that would pop you and sting you and get you to back up and, and hurt you and get you to reconsider. It was just a flash to either create a false parry or to just measure distance or just to get Aldo to do something but in the end it was this that's what he was trying to do the whole time and if he moved this way on Aldo Aldo would check him with the left hand we'll watch that here in just a minute so with that being said let's take a look at some of this fight footage here now with that in mind let's take a look at some footage here here we go 440 to the first round the clock will become clear I changed the way I took pictures as this rolls on again just give me a little bit of patience in rounds one and two I'll try to follow through these slides as fast as I can but we're going to have less as each round progresses so here we are what you're looking for here this entire time is watch to Edgar flash and then he wants to throw this and to do that he has to get the left to his left he has to find footwork and he'll go side to side and up and down and faint and back and forth and faint the takedown and faint the jab he's fainting and moving the whole time but eventually he settles into a line tries to step out and create this that's what he's looking for this whole time so let's see how this progresses you see him circling to the inside space it's what he needs here he's not quite there that because Aldo you'll watch he reacts the whole time he's either pivoting on this stepping back stepping back and pivoting he's always mindful of every move Edgar makes and that's tiresome man to to, to try and follow someone like that it's not easy you see him doing it the whole time here's Edgar trying to find that inside space he's going to step left to find a space for this 
and he does land that outside leg kick. This does become a portion. Now you see Aldo is, you can see he's well outside boxing range, and he is he does eat the kick here. The point about the kick is, Edgar landed his fair share of kicks, and some of them maybe hurt, some of them didn't, but they never changed what Aldo did. They were just never enough to get him off of his game plan or to hurt him or to make him do anything else. So they're good for scoring points, but in terms of just really affecting the fight, they were good, but they weren't they weren't enough. And by the way, he always got it when Aldo was circle, um, well, whenever Aldo would circle way far out to, uh, to one side. You'll see what I'm talking about. So here's another case where, look, look here, you can see that Edgar has taken a far left step. Now this slide's not going to show the great of it, the, 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 how great this is. In other words, I wish the camera angle were here, but here's what I'm trying to show you. He takes a step and Aldo fires a right and cracks him before this right hand can even come down the pike. This is one of the ways in which he counteracted it. Edgar's trying to shift to his left and Aldo, among a variety of other weapons, uses this right hand to check it. Here we are, 354. They're kind of facing off. Edgar, kind of fainting, coming upright. Aldo, you know, reacting, uh, right, as he's supposed to. Here you see Edgar taking wide steps. What does that mean? He, there, look at that. See, this is the perfect illustration of this. Look where we start here. They're almost like, you know, mirrors here, right? I mean, not exactly. If it was in a mirror, he'd look like he was left-handed, but you get the idea. They look like each other, and they're matched up here, shin to shin, foot to foot, almost. Look what happens. Steps, steps, and this is where he launches his attack. He's trying to create a lane for this right hand. This jab is doing nothing. You know, it's not doing nothing. It's creating a distraction or whatever, but it's not, he's not pumping it into Aldo's face for pain. And so I think as a consequence, he really kind of relied heavily on this right side. Let's see what Aldo does. He backs up. You can see right away. Look how far away Edgar is. And he's reaching, reaching. He just can't quite get there. And Aldo's going to parry out of the way. Look, he's never there. And Aldo always did a really good job of getting a hand up and then answering the phone on the other side as he's on his feet. Edgar never really gets close. There he is. Backs away. This is what I'm talking about. Aldo knew that, if, that for Edgar to really win this fight, to really score, it had to come from this side. To the extent you could neutralize it, you could neutralize him. Here we are, 249. Now, by the way, one of the reasons why I think Aldo got tired was he did a good job of circling back to the center. But just think about this mathematically. If you're on the outside track and you're on the inside track, the inside track fighter is going to have to walk less. The outside fighter is going to have to walk more. You might think that doesn't add up, but over time it could, especially for a guy like Aldo who is heavily muscled. Um... Just something to think about as we move on. So so to the extent that Edgar wasn't landing, okay, not great. But there were a lot of times he was making Aldo work on the outside, especially in those later rounds. And I think that does count for something. Here we go. Aldo would pump the jab whenever Edgar would get close. You would see this a lot. Especially as Edgar would move to hit. Again, what do you see him do? Try to shift to his own left before he sets anything up. Aldo pops him. Aldo misses a little bit. Edgar slips it. But you can see him reading and reacting to it. Everything is built off that movement. Everything. They back up. Here we go. Edgar, what's he trying to do? He's trying to shift left to create space for this right hand. Now, it may come in different combinations, but that's what he's looking for. Flashes the left. And by the way, look where he is. 
He's to the inside, creating a lane. Look at that. He's not like foot to foot with him like he used to be. He's on this inside. He's, a, he's like in front of Aldo's body. But Aldo is wise about this and steps back at an angle. Here's the only problem. He's going to eat that. This is one of the few good things that Edgar did. To the extent he could get Aldo on the outside, to the extent he could get him to circle out, even if the hand combination didn't work, he was able to land the leg kicks. The problem is he sort of gets away from the strategy and Aldo gets better and better, with the exception of maybe that fourth round, of staying in the middle. We keep going. 249. Watch Edgar's movement, because that's really what this is all about. He's, look how you see him rotating clockwise. Aldo's what? Aldo has his eyes on him at all times. A lot of times when guys are bobbing and weaving and following, they can lose eyesight with the guy or the target. It's actually a really hard thing to balance. You duck and dodge punches you can't see anymore. It just takes time to develop the skills where your eyes are always on target even as you're bobbing and weaving and trying to get out of the way of punches. So what does he do? Here we go. You see, you see him rotate clockwise. What's he trying to do? He's trying to create a lane for this right hand. Steps out, and this is what Edgar does, or I should say this is what Aldo does, I mean absolutely magnificently. Watch this. Look, I mean, just watch this whole sequence, right? What's he doing? Edgar's fading, fading, fading. Look how far on the inside of the body that uh, Edgar is now. He's going to fire this right hand. Aldo is going to do this from rounds one to rounds five. He's going to, he's not ducking, because ducking he would just sort of like come forward. He's going to like slip slash bob like that, right? It's not just a total slip, it's a bob. And he's going to pivot on this front foot and rotate out rather than sitting in the pocket and waiting for the multiple strike combinations of Edgar to land. Like that. That is impressive. The timing you have to have for that, everything. And what he would usually wait for is, as the guy rotated enough, he knew that if Edgar got far enough to, to create that right-hand lane, that it had to be coming soon. And it just takes impeccable timing and athleticism on this guy's part to be able to do something like that. So we keep going. But more than halfway through the round, they're facing off. What's going to happen? Look where he takes his space. Look where they are to begin. He's still a little bit on the inside, but which way is he driving? He's driving to his left. Aldo immediately reads it. Eyes down target the whole time. Bang. Catches him before. Left hand's not even close enough. Right hand's not even near close enough. Catches him coming in. That left-handed jab, it's not really a jab in the sort of conventional boxing sense where it's a range finder and it's a disruptor. It's a disruptor in this sense, but only on these sort of blitzes that Edgar was coming in on. On the same side, again, driving to his left. We keep going. And Edgar tried to land something in. I think Aldo tries to come over the top here and doesn't quite get it. They, they exchanged a little bit in the pocket here, you'll see. Yeah, I think Aldo was able to sneak in a right hand. Edgar tries to bring a left hook over the top, but I think Aldo is gone before he even gets the shot off. Yeah, this, this does not land, by the way. And then I suspect Aldo is going to try and get away. He does. Leans back and, and, and avoids the punches. So this is another reason why Aldo won this fight. I think he pops off a jab. All right, so we move on in the round. Here they are again at distance. Where's Edgar going? He's going left to right to left, inside, fainting, level changing, left to right, left to right, fainting, level changing. Let's see here. He's going to the outside. Whenever he would go this far to the outside, Aldo would greet him with a jab, or he would fake the jab and land the cross. So in other words, if Edgar 
tried to find a lane for that right hand, which was the majority of the fight. Aldo had a ton of answers from the left side, or I should say the right side. To the extent that Edgar would go on the outside, Aldo had a whole other series of answers for it, but mostly he was concerned about Edgar's right. So let's see this. Here's Edgar fainting, doing everything he can. I think this is the same timestamp. No, I'm not sure what this is, but there you go. 159. They're facing off, kind of right in front of each other, right? Let's see what happens. They're rotating, this time sort of counterclockwise. What's Edgar going to try and do? He's going to try and take that step on the inside. Aldo greets him with the right hand. The right hand doesn't land all that well, but you see him trying to check him with that right. Same thing. Now, Edgar grabs a hold of this takedown. This should be vaguely familiar to you. Especially, let's see, this. This is similar to what he was trying to get on Cub Swanson. Now, Cub Swanson, he had a couple things differently. He had one hand around the hip, and he had one hand deep, or I should say deep around the back of the leg, sort of elbow deep, and then one around the uh, inside of the leg, but one uh, across the hip here, oh, inside the leg. Okay, why is Jose Aldo's takedown defense so good? Number one, he stops it before you ever get started. You'll notice he doesn't even really get his hands clasped hardly ever on any of these takedowns. He never gets a lock on Jose Aldo. It's very, very hard to get any kind of substantive grip on him because he's always moving his feet, his hips are super heavy, he's athletic, he's quick, he can change his base, he can change his direction, he can do all kinds of things where, you know, it's one thing to say someone gets double underhooks on you, okay, fight it off. It's going to be hard to do that even if you're really good. But if someone can never even get a grip on you, then you can, you're already far advanced in the takedown defense process. And what you're going to see from Jose Aldo is he's really good about pushing down on the head, pushing away on the head, getting his feet behind him, never letting this takedown ever become anything. He's always pushing, pulling, and driving one way or the other. So Edgar's going to try and change directions on him. He has no grip hardly. You see him try to get this. He's you got to be up high. Your, your shoulder slash clavicle needs to be up in their hip you can see Aldo's not not allowing it while he's spinning around he gets down to a hand here but you can see he's already pushing away and there's no real weight on this leg you got to put weight on the leg to drive them down and around he can't double off to the side here Aldo's already on the look at him pushing already on the shoulder and stepping and stepping away there's nothing magical about what he's doing here's what he's doing Aside from the fact that I told you he's already stopping it before it ever gets started, but the reason he's able to do that is, one, he's fundamentally sound technically. But in this fight, it looked like to me there was a major, major strength differential between these two guys. Not merely in the power of their strikes, but in the way in which they locked up. Jose Aldo appeared to me to be very much stronger than Frankie Edgar. And when you combine that speed and that technical acumen that he has... It was just impossible for Edgar to get him down. We keep going. Here we are, a minute left in the round. All right, what's Edgar? Now you have Aldo on the outside, so he's working a little bit more. Edgar's going to try and what? Probably find a lane for that right hand. Oh, they, they both throw a spinning attack at the same time. It doesn't land. They look at each other here. It's a weird moment, right? And then Aldo pops him with a jab as Edgar tries to move in on that space. You see that? To the extent that they're more evenly matched, like their shins, knees, and and, and, and feet are right in line, um, he, he may not do this. Here's Aldo popping him back. Bang. And then he measures him again. Look how far Aldo was reaching. 
cracks him super hard. He also did this when Edgar wasn't on his horse. So there's a lot of times Edgar was side to side, fainting, level changing, side to side, in, out, fainting, level changing. There were times where he would get a little complacent with his foot positioning, and you would see Aldo check him. Let's see how far he moves here. Look where Aldo is, sort of foot on the bottom line of the UFC lettering. He's kind of in the middle. Watch, who, Let's see who moves the furthest. Aldo is already stepped deep into the territory. Edgar still has his foot in it. I mean, now look at this wide stance. Like Edgar has only moved from here to here. That's really it. Aldo has moved from here essentially to here. Much bigger way to take up space, and then he pops him super hard. All right, end of the round here. Facing off, what are we looking for? Edgar circling counterclockwise. Counterclockwise and coming forward. Ed, what does Aldo do? He ducks the right hand because he knows there's nothing on the left. Let's see. Pivots. Bangs him upside the head with a left hook as he turns. Here we go. 34 seconds left. Where is Edgar? Driving to his left to create a lane here. This is nowhere close to landing. Aldo knows it. Ducks it. Pivots. I mean, guys, I can't even tell you how amazing that is. Unbelievable he's able to do here. 22 seconds left in the round. They're facing off. Let's see what they do. Edgar driving forward on that inside space, looking for this right hand. Aldo greets him with a knee. He opened up with the knees closer to the end of the first round. You really begin to see him do that. I think Edgar was looking for a knee tap takedown, and then once he saw the knee, tried to adjust in real time. But this is what I'm talking about. He had weapons for every direction that Edgar tried to go. We keep going again. You can see what's about to happen here. Misses with the knee, but you can see what he was doing. Again, it's always going to be that right knee. It's never the left. That right knee was an answer to that leftward pressure from Edgar. And then he catches him with a, you can see it here, he's about, to, he's about to whip a left hook around. And by the way, he did this a couple of times where the hand speed of Aldo is quicker than the kicking speed of Edgar. So there'd be a couple of times where Edgar would attempt to kick, Aldo would, would react quickly with a punch. And of course, you can imagine who's would land first. Bang, catches him. Drops him. I want you to know, pay attention to takedown defense here. This is like a scramble takedown defense. It wasn't like a super well set up one. But watch Aldo. Hips facing the mat. He's going to switch his base. His hips are not just turned here. If you will go back and you watch, they're almost turned, almost facing the camera, not quite. Switches his base, drives on the head, and re-switches his base back down as he separates. And then cracks him one good time for good measure. Guys, I'm telling you, that kind of hip dexterity, that kind of speed, that kind of athletic decision-making is incredible to watch. That is why Jose Aldo uh, was able to be successful. Now, with that said, let's take a look at round number two. You know, round two plays out a lot like, you know, round number one. It's, it's very much similar to this one. It tells the story of why uh, Aldo lost. What you're going to see, uh, Aldo lost, why Aldo won. What you're going to see, though, is a little bit more in this round, a little bit less ducking to that left that Aldo would do, where he would, you know, watch out for the right, and more counters. A few more counters because he got a little bit more loose with it, and his game plan was like perfect. So let's let's watch that play out in real time. You see Aldo circling. Now he kind of stops, waits, nice and tall in the pocket. Edgar fainting, leaning, creates that angle. Look at him again. Here they are. He's on that inside. He's on the he's on the inside of the stance here, but you can see he goes even further on that black line. You see that? Aldo eyes down target the whole time, man. Moves away. 
Extends the jab just in case Edgar gets a little bit closer. But he does eat that leg kick. This is the one thing you recall in the beginning of the round. Edgar couldn't really get a hold of him with his hands. But if he could back him up against the fence line behind the two black lines, we always know when a fighter goes up against the fence, what often happens, they get tall. They they extend their frame. Edgar knew about that and was couldn't get his hands on him, but was at least able to catch him on the end of this. But again, it didn't really affect the way Aldo did much other than to bring him back to the center. So we keep going. Aldo still on the outside. Here's Edgar trying to get that inside space. Look how open his hips are. His hips are facing Aldo rather than being a little bit more side-stanced with it. He's coming in. He can't really land with his hands. Aldo's going to sort of circle this way. Let's see what happens. Too far away. Edgar just ends up chasing. Looking at him. And this is the kind of thing that would allow Aldo to circle back to the center. Just too far away. Too fast. Wasn't even going to get the legs on him at that time. Here we are again. Facing off. 348 of the second round. Let's see what Edgar does. This is because it's really all about him. He fades to his right. Okay, so let's let's see if Aldo has a left-hand weapon. Let's see if Edgar fades back left, and let's see if he has a right-hand weapon. Let's see what happens here. He keeps fading counterclockwise. Aldo following the whole time. Remember, as he adjusts, Aldo adjusts. We keep going. Comes back to the center. So now Aldo has a clue. That he's probably trying to find a lane. Edgar is for his right hand. Here he is, faking the left, driving in. Aldo ducks it, gets his own right hand ready. Now credit to Edgar. I think he blocks it. Doesn't quite land, but you can see, rather than just ducking and pivoting, now he's ducking, throwing, and then pivoting. Trying to catch him with the left on the way out. Here we go again. I don't know why these photos are loading slowly, but there we go. 339, second round. Facing off. Let's see what happens. Okay. Edgar coming in, flashing the left. Aldo sees it. Bang. Right knee again. It is never the left knee. That's how I was kind of able to get a sense of what this fight was. I was like, why does he keep throwing the right knee? He's only throwing that right knee because of the way Edgar comes in, level changes, and faints to get on the inside. And one more point about this knee. Now, Al Edgar is a little bit leaned over here, but I want to make a point. There's a lot of times where Edgar's not really all that leaned over. A lot of times, you know, coaches will say if a guy's ducking your punches straight on, you know, faint the jab and then and then blast them with a rear hand uppercut, right? Because they're leaning into those kinds of things. There's a lot of times where Edgar's not leaning and Aldo still throws the knee, which tells me he believes in his ability to cover distance with that strike, which is hard to do with that kind of thing. So just, it just I mean, it's a virtuoso performance here from Jose Aldo. We keep going. Now, this should be familiar. This is very similar to the takedown attempt that Edgar had on... Um, on, uh, what you call it, on Cub Swanson. One hand around the hip, one hand around the inside of the knee. Let's see what Aldo does. First of all, he immediately, look at that right hand, trying to get her on the waist. What is the first thing Aldo do? Aldo drives his foot to the ground, so Edgar no longer has control. Aldo has inside bicep control, foot planted to the ground, and he's yanked this underhook up high. Now, there are takedowns from here you could do. A high underhook is by no means the worst thing in the world. It's just, it's if you're trying to be around the waist, it's not good. His hips are back and down. So, like, already he's stuffed it. And I've always told you guys this. If I'm standing still and you want to throw me, you certainly could. But it's a little bit easier if I, if you're walking backwards, I'm walking into you, and then you turn and throw, right? Because I'm giving you my momentum, I'm giving you my weight, and you can use your own momentum at the same time. So what does Aldo do? He backs up, and then with a hard whizzer, turns his hips outside to throw him over. Now, he doesn't get uh, he doesn't get Epon here. 
because he doesn't really trip him. He doesn't block the legs and then give Edgar something to go over, but it gives him enough to turn him and throw him here. I, this is what I'm talking about when I say there's a major strength differential here. I mean, even if they're the same weight, to be able to do that to another guy your size, even when they're in motion, is hard to do. We keep going. 334, and he looks at him as they get up. All right, 257. Aldo's on the outside. Good job by Edgar Control on the inside. Let's see what happens. He's going to level change. Steps in with the jab. Where is he? On the inside of that foot as much as he can be. Look at Aldo. Eyes down the whole time, man. Ducks it, as we've always seen. This is such a common thing by now, is it not? Pivots out, and there we go. Here comes Edgar again. Gets Aldo circling to his own right and is able to clip him. One of the few times he was able to make him pay with that right hand. If he could get Aldo backing up and circling towards that side by putting pressure down on this lane, he was either able to catch him with a leg kick or this. This is actually bad defense by Jose Aldo. Nice shot by Frankie Edgar. And you can tell that's what he wanted the whole time. It's just hard to get on Jose Aldo. Here we go. Here comes Frankie Edgar. Let's see what he wants. Where is he, by the way? So it's not merely on his strikes he's doing this. Look, they're kind of matched up, right? What happens? Steps to the inside on a knee tap. This is amazing to me. Now, a knee tap, man, Edgar's done this before. Can you take a knee tap? Can you push on the shoulder underneath the armpit and then behind the leg and go straight back and get someone to, to fall over? You can, but typically these are run in a circle. Remember that underhook I was telling you before? Typically these are done from underhooks. You drive an underhook on one side, then you block the knee, and then you run them in a circle. So if he gets this, Frankie's going want him, to want him to go not merely straight back, but in a circle. Watch how Aldo stops this. On the head, already controlling the grip. He's never going to let you get a grip. First of all, he's below the knee here. You have to be above the knee, right? So that's one problem. Number two, he's getting his spine, he's getting his back bent over and spine misaligned, and he's going to break the grip. And watch how he's going to turn to the weak side of the takedown. If I if I have my hips facing you, I'm facing into the strong part of your takedown. If I'm out to the, at an angle, and then I'm on the if I if I'm you ever seen those machines called a pec deck machine, right? Think about a pec deck machine. It's where it works the center of your chest. Okay, if you have no what a pec deck machine is, look one up. Maybe I'll put a picture on one if I have time to edit this. But what you're looking for is um, where are you weakest in the pec deck? Well, I should say where are you strongest in the pec deck machine when your hands come together. When you're at your weakest is at the furthest reaches of the pec deck machine. He's going to try and open Edgar. Like that, where he's at the weakest, he, he's he's putting weight like that way, in a circular way as he pushes away and slides his leg out. Edgar, so, this happens so fast, and Edgar's so far in motion, he falls forward. I've never seen that before. I've literally never seen that. Usually someone follows you on this. He pushes, he breaks grip, misaligned spine, pushes off, gets to the weak side of the outside arm, so fast the guy falls i you could you could train a hundred days in a wrestling room and not see anything like that all right here we go 126 we're back what's happening they're circling circling what's edgar doing backing up let's see if he fades left let's see what he does okay kind of looks like he's circling this way let's see what happens he, he does and aldo tries to greet him with the jab we talked about that before Aldo didn't exactly do this, but to the extent you went left on him, he had this for you to keep you sort of in space. To the extent you went right on him, he had these right-handed weapons for you. This was one of them. He kind of misses with the cross, but you get the idea. 
Okay, here we are again. Let's see what happens. Edgar circling, circling towards this hand. What does he do? Aldo. Let's see. Now you can see Edgar creeping up in on him too. Aldo steps out, ducks the right, and tries to land his own left, or, which he doesn't really work. And then Edgar keeps trying to fire over, and they exchange. But here's my point. Why is this significant? Because we've seen him, if Edgar goes left, we've seen him through the jab. If Edgar goes right, we've seen the right hand. We've seen the right knee. Let's see another one that he does, a left hook counter, stepping out, not ducking. Remember before he would duck to the left and pivot? This time he's stepping out, letting it throw, and then trying to come over the top to counter. Just a new way to you know, inter uh, counteract what uh, Edgar was doing. Edgar does land a kicker, but it doesn't seem to be very much significance, and it's on the shin. Here's another takedown, last minute of the round. This is pretty good. Bicep control, it's not quite enough because Aldo's going to rip that up. And you can see already he's got a hand in front of the face. You can't get, you have to be like flush against a guy for a good takedown. Again, Aldo stops a takedown before it ever starts. What does he do? Backs up. Look how deep his hips are. Look, there's nothing. I mean, he's not even behind the kneecaps. He's sort of like barely hanging on to the hamstrings. And Aldo just steps away like it's nothing. It's, it's effortless. Takedown defense. Effortless. Here they are. 45 seconds. Let's see what happens. Edgar comes in. Throws the left. Aldo tries to check it over the top. Doesn't quite work that well that time. Let's keep going. 18 seconds left. Aldo's way. Aldo seems to be like baiting him here. Boom. Fires the knee as he comes in. Let's see what which way Edgar was moving. Edgar's moving to his own right. Aldo's following, throws the knee as he tries to come inside. I love this one. So here's Edgar. Ah, I've got his leg now. He thinks he's got him. No, he doesn't. Aldo first tries to grab the hip, realizes he can't do that. Switches to the oil check. Now, he is not literally inserting fingers into Frankie Edgar. What you're trying to do if you're really good at it is, and it takes time and practice, unfortunately, he's grabbing onto the tailbone here, okay, which you can do. He's cross-facing here or at least elbowing out, grabbing this tailbone. Edgar goes, aha, I'm going to trip out this, this post leg, right? He's going to go and then trip this out. The problem is he can't really get behind him to do this. I mean, look, you have to be on top of this. I can't be more clear about this. You have to be on top of this thigh. He's sort of leaning over it, but he doesn't really have control. He's down around the ankles, not even around the knee, okay? Aldo steps through. Now watch this. Cub. Like, get off me, son. <laughs> I mean, the first time I saw this, I was like, you got to be kidding me. He tries to trip, and he, Aldo pushes him away so that Edgar recenters. But when he recenters, he gets a hand under the chin and just shucks him off like a little child. This is a major, major strength differential. And then he tries to go for one more takedown, and, and Aldo stuffs it. So that's rounds one and two. Now let's take a look at rounds three, four, and five. Let's see how that looks. Round three. The story of the fight, in my opinion, was written in the first two rounds, but obviously we're going to take a look at rounds three to see if anything changed or to see what happens with Jose Aldo's adjustments, whether he gets looser and looser. A little bit he does, but let's just follow along again. Fewer slides this time. Each, each round passes. I'll try to make this as quick as I can. Here we go. 428. Where's Edgar doing? We're following him. He's going to circle to the outside. Maybe he'll get checked with the left hand. Maybe he'll come back to the inside. Let's see what happens. Okay, you see him already got a little bit on that inside here, the inside foot. He steps again. See that? Every time, that's what he's trying to do. And Aldo either slides in the pocket, reads it. Let's see what he does this time. Looks like he's going to check him with a jab a little bit. 
get his hands up, throws the right. Kaboom, son. And, by the way, he's leaning off center. And then pivots out. Here we go, 4-11. What's Edgar going to do? Gonna. By the way, he loves to dive under these... Um, well, in this case, it's the left hand, I suppose. But here goes Edgar under the under the left hand, trying for a leg. He does a pretty good job of getting to the leg. See how I mentioned before you how you want like you're gonna be on top of that thigh. Your shoulder and ear need to be on his hip and chest. See that? Like he's got that part right. Here's the problem. Aldo is uh, well, he's Aldo. So Aldo Aldo doesn't even have an underhook here, but he's gonna push down his elbow. He's gonna push against the hips here so that he can't get picked up and slammed, so that he can't get f any further in on the top of his thigh. This will allow some sort of like a, like a emergency break. A, 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 it, it blocks him, essentially, right? Aldo then puts his feet on the ground, is going to move and circle to create space such that he can get that underhook. That's what he needs. He had to find one underhook. And you see Aldo, look where Aldo is here. He's like his back is facing the Metro PCS sign. He's rotating over. He's rotated all the way around, and in so doing, finds a space to get that in there, blocking the wrist, and then they sort of clinch here. All right, uh, Edgar does land a nice little left hook as they separate, but you get the idea. Here we go, 251, they're facing off. What's, that, what's Edgar going to do? He's fading right, fading right. There we go, they're in line. Let's see if Aldo checks in with the left, or maybe Edgar goes back. Edgar goes, steps inside. Let's see what Aldo does. Tries to greet him with a jab, misses, right? Got a little bit lazy here, and eats a nice left hook from Frankie Edgar. That's one of the two nice punches that he has, where Aldo gets a little bit too comfortable with his ability to react or just miscalculates it, and Edgar makes him pay. Nice shot from Frankie Edgar there. All right, here we go, 152. Let's see what happens. They're circling. All right, you see Edgar circling to, into the left of Aldo. Let's see what happens. Here we go, even further. They're kind of close. Let's see. Aldo's going to flash the jab and bang him out. And I think the reason why he does this is he doesn't do it very often. Usually when Edgar would fade left, Aldo would greet him with a left. We've seen that a number of times. I think in this case, A, he wanted to make it, you know, he wanted to vary it up. But I think also the camera doesn't quite show it. But you can see, let's see here real quick. So he's circling here, but when we go, like this whole time, Edgar's circling this way, right? Counterclockwise. But then I think Edgar fades back left, back left again, because look at how far. If Edgar wanted to throw, he's on the inside. It's just that this time, Aldo was proactive and greeted him with the right. 136, here we go. Edgar coming in. Aldo, look at Aldo's eyes. Downfield. You're like my man, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> All right, here we go. I can't say that without laughing. What does he greet him with? A right knee. It's always a right knee. Every time it's a right knee. Now he tries to get a double here. Let's see how Aldo reacts to it. Boom. One hand in front of his face already. There's no grip here. He's got one hand up here, but this is really nothing. He's sort of on the outside of it. Now maybe he could run him over to the side. Let's see. He doesn't. He just chooses to bury him into the fence. They spend an inordinate amount of time on the fence here, and then they separate. 20 seconds left in the third round. Here we go facing off let's see what happens looks like Edgar is circling trying to find a lane for that right because he's circling to his left yeah and he comes back let's see what happens here boom as he goes back Aldo catches him with the left so let's go back to the sequence to see if we can really understand it 20 seconds Edgar is circling left left right 
right, boom, catches him. Just catches him moving in space. One of the things he does to corral and control the positioning of Frankie Edgar. This was not a common one, but it wasn't just that he had attacks on that right side. He had attacks on the left side, too, and they were side-dependent for the most part. So here comes Edgar, reaching with a right hand, and he can't get it. Aldo backs up. Again, knee from the right side as he's coming inside. Edgar tries to grab it. Before he can even grab it, he has no grip on the hip, barely touching the leg, and has an underhook here already. This takedown is dead before it even got started. And then separates and throws and throws. And, and then, oh, and by the end of the round, lands a nice leg kick. So you can see this story is already written by round three. Let's take a look at rounds four and five. All right, here we are, rounds four. Let's see what happens. You guys already know how this fight's being won and lost. Let's see if there's anything different. Now, we'll say in round four, Aldo took a lot of time off. If you want to give this round to Frankie Edgar, I'm not saying there couldn't necessarily be maybe rounds one. I saw some folks say maybe rounds three. I don't know. But certainly in round four, however you scored it, there's no way to, de to deny that Aldo took a lot of time off. So let's see what happens. All right, here comes Edgar. Trying to circle to his left. Aldo watching him. There he goes. You can see him dive in on this takedown. Look at Aldo's hands, right? They're down. So what does Edgar do? Comes up and catches him with the right. Nice shot from Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar had a few tricks, man. They just were never enough to get a whole lot of anything going. Here we are, 302. Let's see what happens. Edgar's moving counterclockwise, I should say, and level changing. All right, still doing it. Still doing it. Comes in, Aldo. Eyes downfield the whole time. What's he going to do? Duck. But Edgar's going to trick him. Edgar knows that he's going to duck. So he only sticks the right hand out so he could throw another left and another right and another left behind it. None of them exactly land, but here's the point. The point is he knows that when he fakes, uh, Edgar does, that when he fakes the left and throws with the right as he steps across to his left, Aldo's ducking it. So do all the same things, but don't commit to the right and then try to catch him inside the pocket. It's a decent thought. Here we are again, facing off. Edgar comes inside, comes low, tries to look like he's come to the body, and instead comes up high and catches him nicely here with a left hook. So this round's going pretty well for Frankie Edgar, at least up to this point. But then I think Aldo begins to cha uh, change the, uh, the table here a little bit. Turn the table, I should say. Um, okay, so he's on the outside. Let's see what happens. He's going to fade clockwise. As he does... Aldo checks him with the right before he can do anything. This is a deterrence. This is, I can reach you before you can reach me. These are weapons from the right side to deter right-hand movement, just like he has left-handed weapons to deter left-handed movement. Or I should say, you know, he has weapons corresponding to the side, to the lateral movement that Edgar gives him. All right, here we go again. Edgar comes in, flashing the left. Look at Aldo's eyes. Not biting on it at all, man. Ducks it. Let's see if he pivots. He does. Stays in space. And gets away. Pretty nicely done. Edgar tries it again. Misses. Pivots. And look at, look. I mean, this tells the whole story of the fight. It's bull and a matador. Quickly, let's take one last look at round five. You already know how this is going. But for the purposes of completion's sake, there we go. Round five, Aldo kicks things off with five seconds with a hard-ass leg kick. He only threw two of those kinds of leg kicks in the round, but just to let Frankie know that, you know, if I need them, they're there. I'm probably not going to throw them, but if I do, you're going to feel it, right? So there we go. Edgar's in pursuit. Let's see what happens. All right. 
He's got enough of an inside angle here for this right, but maybe he's going to try something else. Let's see. Following him, right? Let's see what he does. Boom, catches him. Let's go through that one more time. All right, he's following, or I should say he's pursuing Aldo on the outside, trying to cut him off. Coming in, Aldo is fading sort of a little bit left, big time left. Edgar's following him to this side, so Edgar is moving to his right. And in the course of doing that, Aldo steps around and throws a left hook to catch him. Catches him coming into that space. Remember, as Edgar went to this side, he get a left-handed weapon. As he went to this side, he get a right-handed weapon. The only difference in this time is that he's catching him with a not so much a jab, but a hook in space, um, which is just another little wrinkle he threw on there. But it's part and parcel of that overall strategy about narrowing the field of vision for himself. I'm going to keep you between here and between here. I have to fight only here. This is where I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight in this space, and I'm going to make sure I have a dividing line. To the extent you get here, I have weapons. To the extent you get here, I have weapons that I've practiced, that I've got you down to a science, right? So we keep going. All right, 313. Let's see what Edgar does. Kind of fainting, right? Circling to that inside space, trying to get flat, trying to get a lane for this right hand. Dives in for a takedown. A fakes a takedown, I should say. Comes in. And then catches Aldo a little bit there. Uh, same thing he was doing before where he would throw the left, fake the right, and then try to box him on the inside space. Same thing here. Tries to catch him in space. Can't quite do it. All right. 236. Rounds halfway over. Edgar looks like crap. I mean, you know, in the face. Boom. Catches him with the right. Remember we saw before he would flash the left and throw the right to catch him? Why? What's he doing? He's got a foot over the M of the monster here, right? Which way is he which way is he rotating? Ah, he's rotating to the left. What does that mean? Aldo's gonna corral him as he steps and gets settled before he can move in and bangs him out. Flakes with the left and throws with the right. We keep going. And this is the end of the round. They both threw a spinning attack at the last minute. And then Aldo tries to throw a punch. That's that's the fight. That's the fight. It is takedown defense stopping before it ever gets started. It is elite athleticism moving in the pocket, always reacting. It is always making sure Frankie Edgar is in the field of vision. It is always landing shots appropriate to the correct side. It is taking away the primary weapon that Edgar uses, which is stepping to his left. Let's see. Just to give you one last look at the slide, that would make sense of it. It is whenever Edgar would step this way, it is finding an answer on this side. It is whenever Edgar would go that way, it would corral him from getting too comfortable and mixing things up generally. That's all that really is. It took me forever to watch this fight. I must have watched it 50 times to really get the best idea, but that's what this comes down to is that Aldo managed the distance, always kind of at kickboxing range because he can get in and out quicker, ducking and dodging on that right-handed side, Throwing counters, jabbing him to stop him, throwing right-handed shots to stop him, throwing knees to stop him on that right-hand side. Just enough different weapons of ducking, dodging, and attacking and responding to never let Edgar get settled, never get in on a takedown, never really let him get too close. Had a couple of licks in here, as we saw before. He had occasional moments, but he never really got anything going. This is Jose Aldo knowing... Ex knowing this is... This is Jose Aldo auditing Frankie Edgar's game, knowing exactly how to beat it and doing it to a T. All right, and last but not least, UFC 202 is this weekend, the big one. Looking forward to it. This will take place, I believe, at the MGM Grand. Let me make sure. 
Uh, this will be at the MGM. No, excuse me. I stand corrected. This is at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Looking forward to that. It's a nice arena. If you're going out there, you should really uh, you'll enjoy it. It's, it's, it's fun. New arenas are cool. It's a cool arena. Uh, although if your media kind of sucks. Neither here nor there. Nate Diaz taking on Conor McGregor. That's one not to be missed. Anthony Johnson versus Glover Teixeira. Rick Story versus Donald Cerrone. hyung Lim taking on Mike Perry. I don't know. Tim Means versus Saba Hamasi. We move to the preliminary card. Fox Sports 1. Cody Garbrandt taking on Takeya Mizugaki. That should be a hell of fun. Uh, Raquel Pennington versus Elizabeth Phillips. Chris Avila, the training partner of Nate Diaz. Versus Artem Lobov, the training partner of Conor McGregor. Courtney Casey is back versus Random Marcos. That's a tough fight as well in that women's strawweight division. Then we move to the fight pass portion of the card. Neil Magny taking on Lorenz Larkin. Colby Covington versus Max Griffin. And Alberta Uda taking on Marvin Vittori. So there you are, folks. Um, hope you enjoyed this one. If I made any mistakes or got any additions to make, uh, Luke.Thomas at SBNation.com. I'm on Facebook.com slash LukeThomasNews. And, of course, on Twitter at SBNLukeThomas. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I, thought, I hope it turned out okay. Uh, thank you guys for being patient. I really appreciate it. Please give a thumbs up. Share it if you enjoyed it. And until next time, mis amigos, enjoy the fights. <laughs>